Welcome to the Operatic Pastcast, a presentation and preservation of operatic memories and impressions, produced by Donald Cullop. Episode 119. On tour in Australia in 1994, Victoria de Los Angeles was recorded speaking and responding to questions from the audience. Her charm, openness, and philosophy are evident throughout both of the two approximately 25-minute episodes. In this first part of two, she introduces herself and talks about her youth, being a diva, Australia, blessings, and then the question and answer period, and she addresses subjects such as the future of opera, motivation and retirement, and the artist's mission. Part one of two. Ladies and gentlemen, members of the press club, um, but it is very difficult for me to, um, to make speeches. It is much better uh, I do it much better when I'm singing because the roads, the words are there, the music uh, is there, and it goes through me to to you. So it is mm, more easy. Um, today, uh, in reality, I feel very awkward. That's uh, true, and very shy. Uh, it's different when you have conversation and sometimes uh, in a conversation I begin to, to talk and I never finish uh, <laughs> but today I don't know from, from where to begin um, the gentleman has already said um, more or less my my curriculum um, I, I would like I would like to to begin saying that I was born in Barcelona the 1st November 1923 very long time ago I used to to dance the Charleston I used to yes I used to hear a lot of tangos and, uh, it was a very sad Spain very poor Spain in, in, my, in my house uh, there were not enough food, but we were very happy and we were a very musical family because my mother had a very beautiful voice and all her family used to sing and in her little village of Castilla. My father was Andalusian, my mother Castilian. And so I used to sing always. In my school, I was always the, the first one. I had never wanted to be 
uh, singer. I, I didn't know even what it was, an opera singer. Um, I began in, when I was 15 years old, when the war in Spain was finished in 1939, and um, I always considered myself not a diva. Sometimes I feel that I am a diva, because as today, for instance, I make a protest, I didn't want to do the speech, I'm not going to know nothing, so it looks it look very much as a diva, but I am not. I am not, I am not. I'm not. <laughs> and also, I must, I, I, I must admit, sometimes I make a reflection, I say, Victoria, it is true that you are not a diva? Because when I was a child, in my school, one day, they make, uh, um, they hurt each of us to do the solo part. And I was out. I was put on in the chorus part. And I was, I didn't like it very much. I was, yeah, I was in that time nine years old. I must, I must have water. And um, when uh, we would rehearse during the, 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 the months of the, the, the year in the school, we rehearsed for the finale, for the last part, the big finale when all the parents come to the school and they are near to Christmas and we said goodbye and we have presents. And I was all the time making rehearsals as a chorus girl. And I, I was not very happy that I didn't say to nobody nothing. So finally came the day and we went to the theater, uh, the, the little theater we had in the, in the school, and I said to my parents, no, I don't go today to the, this fiesta. What? Yes, I don't go because I am in the chorus. I am going to sing in the chorus and I don't like to sing in the chorus. I like to be the soloist. In reality, you know, I began to cry. I, I make a big protest. Something that sometimes I do in my, in my life, very seldom, but suddenly I become very obsessed with one thing and I say no, and it's no, no, no. So I say no so much that my parents um, decided not to go to the school, so I was not a chorus girl. And sometimes when I find I make this, I, I remember that, I say to myself, um, you in reality uh, have inside um, you want to be someone uh, why you uh, why you uh, say that you are not the diva well I suppose because I have learned in my in my home I have learned uh, how it is to be a humble person how you must be rea in reality uh, mm, someone generous uh, and someone that doesn't want to think I am not the only one. I have learned so much that that even if I have inside of me, uh, um, I think of myself, well, I do what I can. I know my value until certain point, not very big value, but I have some value. This I know, uh, but I, I don't, I don't, I haven't arrived 
to say, I am so great, people love me so much. I am a diva, I am not. So today, well, I am here, and I feel really very shy, because it is, it is when you feel like that, uh, well, you don't talk uh, in big way. You talk in a very humble, and very, and I am very humble. I wanted to say, uh, I have many things in my mind to say to you, but let's, let's put it in, in, in order. In 1956, I came first time in Australia, to Australia. And the 50s were my years of international acclaim, let's say. It was my best years when one began to be recognized and I jumped at one, one success to another. It was so easy. Uh, I took it for granted everything. And I came to Australia. I was here three months and a half. Australia, New Zealand. I did nearly more than 40 recitals and, and concerts. And I was very, very happy. I found Australia so far away, but so splendid kind of public so generous, so genuine, uh, that when my pianist of this time, uh, and it was an Austria, from Austria, but living in, in America, and he was a very, very humble person, we used to talk very much about what we felt during our recitals. And it was nothing to do with other parts of the world. Uh, so. In my mind, had always I had in mind the Australian people is different. I mean, I thought it was different. The place is different. The air is different. Everything was different. I used to be recognized in the streets, in the cinemas. I, I went inside the cinemas without paying the ticket because they recognized me. It was so wonderful that after I, I had come three times to Australia, but I don't. Uh, I think it is my my fault. I it was nothing very very exciting about the three times in the middle. That time, this time, I have come with uh, uh, people that have organized. Mr. Andrew McKinnon, I want to I want to say that so well organized the tour, and I I realized that really. The feeling I had for Australia, today it is more stronger. This year I'm going to be 70 years old. And so with the experience, with the knowledge, you go more inside of people and you understand much more than 37 years ago. We understand much more what you have liked before and you don't know why. That time, I really, uh, when I go out in the stage, I feel the love of the Australian people, the warmth they have, the understanding, the smile that they have everybody. You don't find in general, so, so everybody's smiling. Sometimes you find one, two, three, but in general, it, they are more serious people in, in the but here, the people smile. They throw flowers. They, they really. I must say that this tour is it is um, 
something for me very, very special that I will never forget in the year that I, I, I'm going to live. I don't, I don't know how, how many, but I'm going to have in my heart always the Australian people. And, um, well, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I must say many things. Uh, in the whole, maybe, in the whole, so many years of my career, uh, the splendid thing about has been that, has been not to, to have a name, to be someone, to be important, has been the contact of others, human beings, and has been also the knowledge of what it is important in life. I am, I have been a very, uh, a person with lot of blessings. As any other human being, I have been through in life with set points. And that, but from these set uh, moments or, or years in my life, I have taken always a positive view of things. I, I, I am a very uh, fortunate person and my reflection today it is always why I am so so happy person, so fortunate person when there are so many people unfortunate in this world. So many people without peace, so many people in war, children to die, hunger, hate. Why? Why uh, is it not possible in between all, all of us to have love? So with music, um, this exists one thing, that you go out and all persons are good because music makes people good. And we, the, the singers, the artists, the people that have the privilege of being on stage, are the persons who make an union and between them and make people, countries, together. I, I pray and I really mm, ask always in my life and in my singing and music, I pray for the better world, for a better world, for an ecological way, world also, to preserve our nature, but we are together with them, we are part of the creation. We are together with, with, with nature. I pray for the unity of, of countries, for love and for mm, com compassion of so many people that they don't have as all we have. So I pray also for Australia, all the best to Australia, to preserve the wonderful forest you have, the wonderful nature you have, and the wonderful people you are. And I must thank you, everybody, for, for the words and, and love you have given me during all this tour. Thank you very much.
come now to question time, um, and today we're going to uh, take a slightly unusual step of opening questions up to the audience. Uh, we have uh, three or four working press who will ask questions first, and uh, if you desire to uh, ask a question, please uh, make yourself known. Um, Lee Catmull will bring the microphone to you. The first question uh, is from Robert Macklin. I'm Robert Macklin from the Canberra Times. <clears throat> Since you uh, are not, uh, as you say, uh, an operatic diva, perhaps I could ask you to have a look at uh, the art form called opera and to tell us from your position whether you believe that it has a future and if so, what, what, what path that future will take. Well, if I, if I, you know, I like very much esoteric things. If I had a ball, I will answer better than that. Well, I suppose the opera will be always on. There will be always voices. Uh, we are looking always for the big stars and splendid voices. But we must uh, have faith that uh, this is going to happen always. I mean, people love to sing since they are born. I mean, always we sing since we are children. So I think opera is going to be always on. It is a great show. People love opera. Uh, a singer without singing opera, it looks like it doesn't exist. I think opera is going to be always different, maybe, than than before, but each, each time the, the, the evolution in social life also makes an influence in, in, the, in the way what is going to be produced the opera. So it's going to be maybe different uh, as we can, we can see today, different than when in, in the 50s. Uh, but I suppose, yes, uh, it will be all, always opera. I always, I always think that it's going to be... Uh, but I don't know. I, I I cannot answer so completely. I I am also like other people. Uh, question question in what way is going to be? I don't know. Karen Polglaze. Karen Polglaze from Australian Associated Press. Um, after singing for oh, more, almost 50 years in your professional life, can you tell us what drives you to keep going? and also whether you have any thoughts of retiring. <laughs> well, uh, well I, as, as I said before, I mean, the, the force of, uh, of, of being on, it is because I, I, I need reality. It's part of myself. It is Victoria, is Victoria Los Angeles. I need to sing to live. I mean, it's very important to me. And it has nothing to do with the particular part of it to be somebody important or not, or not. I need to sing to live, and, and, uh, and today I enjoy much more than when I was 20 years old. Um, today I know much more why, of why, and what. Uh, you know, I have the questions, many questions are already answered, and today I, I like much more to do what I'm doing, and it is necessary for me 
It is a fountain of, 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 of everything in, in my life. And retirement has been a word that I never uh, would like to hear. Uh, you see, in university, I, I met many employees, like my, my father, were caretakers, many. And the one day I had the moment, 65 year old, of retirement, they, they were always crying. Uh, so in my mind, the idea of retirement of people, uh, it doesn't come. Um, retirement, of course one day I'm not going to see, maybe. When I'm, uh, I'm going to die, if I am sick, if something happens that in, makes interruption in, in, my, in my life, uh, but I will disappear. I will never, uh, I will never make, uh, going to make uh, a tour of farewells, you know, uh, because it would be, I feel it is um, very bad for, for the person that says goodbye, I'm not going to see you anymore. And also for the people that, that they are seated, that, uh, asking, uh, that maybe he says, uh, oh, we are not going to see this person again. So I say, always, always, I will come back, au revoir, maybe I will see you again, maybe not. But no retirement. Uh, if I, one day, I don't think uh, in, in the public, I would like very much to teach and to be with young people. Um, but no retirement and a lot of love of music, that's my answer. Laurie Wilson. <clears throat> Laurie Wilson, Madame, I'd like to ask you uh, two questions, if I might. Uh, the first, you, you talked uh, passionately about many of the wrongs that you, you see in the world, and you, you hinted at the, the sort of power, if you like, that artists, of your own stature really do have in terms of that internationally unifying power that they could have. Do you, as an artist, take the view that <clears throat> what will be will be nonetheless, or do you think that artists have an obligation uh, to use that power? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think artists, any kind of, I mean, painters, uh, writers, everybody in, in, in reality, but artists have the obligation, is a mission. We have a mission in the world. We are, we are not here to earn money, to think about the economic part of business uh, that in this career can happen, you know. We have uh, another kind of mission, is to uh, mix people with feelings, to put out in a very high, uh, spirits, our souls, and of course unite to unite these souls in the whole planet, in the whole planet. So it is a mission that we must do without pretenses of only being a singer, only being someone with big applause, being someone earning a lot of money, more than the other, uh, another singer. Uh, we must be with a, a very convinced that is a mission that we must do it with an intense feeling, with deep humility, knowing that we are very small but very big in also, that we can conquer the feelings of people in, in two hours 
And these people must come out with rejoicing of being a, a good human being and also because of that to, to embrace and to love each other. And this is a mission, a very important one. And so I feel like that. Uh, I, I really feel like that. And I wish all the singers, great and not so great, and students had the feeling of humility that is so important and love that, that is the most important mm, thing in, in the world. Thank you for listening to the Operatic Pastcast. Visit the website at operaticpastcast.com. This is your producer, Donald Cullop.